Hi, and welcome to the Living Room Scripture Lessons. My name is Brad Constantine, and this podcast series is going to be about the book of Genesis. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort has been made to, to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. If you're interested in a deep analysis of the book of Genesis, you've come to the right place. I hope you enjoy what you hear here, and if you have any questions, you can share, link, and subscribe. Thank you. Hi, and welcome back to the Genesis podcast. This is Brad Constantine, and this discussion is going to be Genesis chapter 18. Now, if you have your King James Version, you're going to notice uh, as we get into uh, like around verse 10 or so, we're going to have a lot of changes from the Joseph Smith translation. So I'm going to be reading from the Joseph Smith translation, which is a lot more, is a lot different and has a lot more enlightening changes to it. So uh, also before we get to that, first and second and third verses actually have a lot of changes. So anyway, just letting you know that there's going to be some changes in the King James Version by the Joseph Smith translation. All right, verse 1. And the Lord appeared unto Abraham in the plains of Mamre, and he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day. And he lifted up his eyes and looked, and lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw, he ran to meet them from his tent door and bowed himself toward the ground. Now Joseph Fielding Smith said, Thereafter Sarah gave Hagar to gave Hagar to Abraham as a wife, and she bore Ishmael, so he had seed in that sense, but that was not to be the royal lineage, and so three men visited Abraham. The inspired version of the Bible says they were holy men. The account of the King James Version is garbled. It, call, it calls them angels. It seems perfectly clear to us that they were the first presidency of the church. They visited Abraham to give him blessings and are the ones who said that his wife would have a child. That was the occasion when Sarah laughed and was confused. Uh, these three men were mortals. They had bodies and were able to eat, to bathe, and sit the, and rest from their weariness. Not one of these three was the Lord. That was by either that was by Bruce R. McConkie and by Joseph Fielding Smith. Verse three and said, "My brethren, if that if now I have found favor in in your sight, pass not away, I pray you, but from my ser- from thy servant." Let a little water, I pray you, be fetched, and wash your feet, and rest yourselves under the tree, and I will fetch a morsel of bread and comfort, or sustain ye your hearts. After that you shall pass on, for therefore are ye come to your servant. And they said, So do, as thou hast said. And Abraham hasted, hastened into the tent unto Sarah, and said, Make ready quickly three measures of fine meal, knead, and make cakes upon the hearth. And Abraham ran into the herd and fetched a calf tender and good and gave it unto a young man, and he hasted hasted to dress it. And he took butter and milk and the calf which he had dressed and set them before them, and he stood by them under the tree, and they did eat. Such hospitality was customary during this time. And they said unto him, Where is Sarah thy wife? And he said, Behold, in the tent. Verse 10, And one of them blessed Abraham, and he said, I will certainly return unto thee from my journey. And lo, according to the time of life, Sarah thy wife shall have a son. And Sarah heard him in the tent door, and now Abraham and Sarah were being old and and stricken in age. Therefore, it had ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. Therefore, Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I have waxed old, have I... Shall I have pleasure, my Lord, being old also? The laughter was most likely from not, not from disbelief, but from joy and wonder. And the angel of the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I of, of a surety bear a child which am old? 
So, you know, this is showing the faith of Sarah and Abraham here to believe the, the messengers here that, are, that they're telling him. Verse 14, is anything too hard for the Lord at the time appointed? Behold, I will return unto thee from my journey, which the Lord hath sent me. And according to the time of life, thou mayest know that Sarah shall have a son. Then Sarah denied, saying, I laugh not, for she was afraid. And, she, and he said, Nay, but thou didst laugh. And the angels rose up from thence and looked toward Sodom, and Abraham went with them to bring them on the way. And the angel of the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I, the Lord, will do, uh, will do him for, will do for him, seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. The Lord doesn't want such a wicked city to be so close to Abraham's son and family, so he destroys the cities. Verse 19, for I know him that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him. Does the Lord know that that's how we're going to behave? Does he know that we're going to do the same things Abraham is doing? And the angel of the Lord said unto Abraham, the Lord said unto us, because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grievous, I will destroy them. I will send you, and ye shall go down now, and see that their iniquities are rewarded unto them, and ye shall have all things done altogether according to the cry of it, which is come unto me. And if ye do it, if ye do it not, it shall be upon your heads, for I will destroy them, and you shall know that I will do it, for it shall be before your eyes. And the angels, which were holy men, and were, and were sent forth after the order of God, these men are on a priesthood assignment. They are most likely the first presidency, as I mentioned before, turned their faces from thence and went toward Sodom. But Abraham stood yet before the Lord, remembering the thing which he had been told him which had been told him. And Abraham drew near to Sodom and said unto the Lord, calling him, calling upon him, saying, Wilt thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Wilt thou not spare them? Peradventure there be fifty righteous within the city. Wilt thou also destroy and not spare the place for the fifty righteous that may be therein? So sparing the city for the sake of fifty. Oh, may that be far from thee to do after this manner, do slay the righteous with the wicked, and that the righteous should be as the wicked, O God, may that be far from thee, for shall not the judge of all the earth do right? And the Lord said unto Abraham, If thou findest in Sodom fifty righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their sakes. The righteous are protecting the wicked from destruction. And that's what's happening today in some places. Now it's interesting to notice that Abraham begins to bargain with the Lord to try to whittle that number of 50 down to just 10. So this is kind of amusing, I think. Verse 27, And Abraham answered and said, Behold, now I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord, which is able to destroy the city and lay all the people in dust and ashes. Wilt the Lord spare them peradventure? There shall lack five of the 50 righteous. Wilt thou destroy all the city and their, uh, for their wickedness if I find... There are forty and five righteous, and he said, I will not destroy, but spare them for forty-five. And he spake unto him again, and said, Peradventure there shall be forty found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for forty's sake. And then verse thirty, if there be thirty. And verse thirty-one, if there be twenty. And verse thirty-two, if there be ten. And verse thirty-three, uh, and as soon as he had left communing with the Lord, Abraham went his way, and it came to pass that Abraham returned unto his tent. And so here the Lord, uh, here Abraham has bargained the Lord down to 
if if they find just ten people in Sodom and Gomorrah that they'll that he'll spare the city, and he agrees to that. Our world is now much the same as it was in the days of the Nephite prophet, who said, "If it were not for the prayers of the righteous, ye would even now be visited with utter destruction." Of course, there are many, many upright and faithful who live all the commandments and whose lives and prayers keep the world from destruction. And that was by President Kimball. I know that these things are true, and that uh, that if we if we continue to keep the commandments, then we will be spared too. And and uh, as we study the, the Joseph Smith translation it helps us to get a better understanding of what's uh, what's going on here that these three men are not angels but they're probably just um, not probably just but they appear to be members of the first presidency that are visiting with Abraham and Sarah I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ amen see you next time